Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Heard around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis, with Blue and Joe Grande. Hello, and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name is Blue. Alongside of me is Joe Grande, and he's out today, but we do have Mr. Freddie Sage. Who, who's still Grande? Who is still pretty Grande himself, <laughs> man. He is, man. Tell us what's going down, bud. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast at Cannabis Talk 101. Check out our website, CannabisTalk101.com, as we are the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Yes. We have so many great articles and blogs on our website. Call us anytime, 1-800-420-1980. Go check out our Instagram pages, at CannabisTalk101. Blue is at... One Christopher Wright. And Mr. Joe Grande, at Joe Grande 52 And what are you at? I am at Freddie Sage, S-A-Y-E-G-H. Man, let's give it up for Freddie, though. Yeah. You know what I mean, Freddie... Freddie's been holding it down, man. I'm just so proud of you, Freddie. Gosh, I didn't know you could speak like this. Yeah, and I can tell you something else. What's that? That Advanced Nutrients has a complete grown system for cannabis that it optimizes all phases and cycles to bring you your crops to their true genetic potential. Discover more at advancednutrients.com. Dot com. You know, I love just having this, you know, Joe, you fill in for Joe. I mean, we might just get rid of Joe. No, I like Joe. You sure you don't Joe, want to cut Joe, him? Joe's a champ. I'm interested in cutting him. <laughs> so tell us what we have on the show today, bud. Man, we have something incredible. These two guys I, I met earlier have blown my mind. Uh, today we have the Chief Visionary Officer, Andre Young, and his business partner, Steve Escalante of Plant Science. Yes, let's give them a round of applause. They are part of a licensed cannabis and distribution company dedicated to bringing fire cannabis to improve people's lives. Their mission is to provide medicine that complements healing, inspiration, and creativity that will have positive outcome on the way people live. Plant Science provides for consumers who love cannabis and want to pay the love forward. Check out their website at www.plantscience.com. That was four W's, not three, but yes. These guys are that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had an extra, extra W, w. Extra w. <laughs> for the win. <laughs> it's a W for the win. In so, addition, Andre and Steven are also creative minds behind Culture Cannabis Club in Long Beach, California. It's a place to receive the best cannabis experience of your lifetime by creating a community that shares common love of healing, of the healing plant with different ages, ethnicities, and backgrounds around the magnet that is culture. Head to culturecannabisclub.com, the center force for everyone from zero judgment and expectations, where they state, 
from there we all rise. Wow. That's nice, man. You know, Freddie just wrote that today for you. My friend. We appreciate <laughs> it. That was good. That was really good. <laughs> that felt right, man. That felt right. So listen, uh, you know, Stefan and Dre, right? You know, you you guys did bring us some product and we were talking about that just a minute ago. You know, and and I was and I was here and I, and I got to first of all, look at your packaging and everything that you have. When I'm staring at it right now, it's 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 player. You know, it's really well put together. And a lot of people, we, we had a conversation. Obviously, we're, we're getting ready to do the World Series of Cannabis, right? And, you know, we believe packaging is part of, of the whole thing, right? Because if you're going to judge someone's brand, you shouldn't just talk about their flower. You should talk about how they present, how they, you know, their logo looks, everything about it, you know? And I think a lot of people, they usually do the blind, you know, judging kits and stuff. Well, we decided... Let's put the, all the brands out there and let people really stand. Some people are going to be biased and go, oh, I just like this brand because that's what they smoke every day. So no matter what, they're just going to take it. But there's also people that are going to be very optimistic and go, wow, this is dope. I love their tree. I love the, 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 the graphics and I, I love the cannabis. I love the way it's packaged. And, and that's a part of the experience, you know. So I think you guys have a great experience, first of all, and congratulations on that, you know. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very Love much. It. So tell me, how did you guys come up with this, uh, this brand and this company and where does it come from? Um, so we were kind of sitting down during the pandemic. We've been white labeling for a while and um, we kind of saw the success and what everybody was doing with the flower that we were providing. And we decided we want to start a brand. So uh, we came to the table. Plant Science was the name that we came up with, and we've kind of just been going crazy since then. You know, did, so you guys have a grow? Yes. Yeah, tell us about that. Like, where does it all start, though? Like, the very, let's go back, back, back. Like, like how, why the cannabis industry? How'd you get here, you know? And, and, and is it a passion? And, and, you know, tell us more about yourselves. Yeah, I think we got here, you know, um, you know, I started smoking, obviously, in high school when I was young yeah. and uh, fell in love with cannabis, you know, from that moment, um, you know, until today. And as I, you know, gained a little success just in life, um, I always wanted to be in the business in some way, some capacity, um, just for the love of it. And in 2006, um, I invested with a couple buddies, more of an investor role into a dispensary in L.A. Yeah. And that was like our first kind of okay let, let's get in this thing and let's learn the business and, and see how it goes and then fast forward to 2015 and um you know i had a couple again childhood friends that uh, knew how to grow and we were doing things together and we said you know what let's 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 get our hand at this cultivation sure. and uh so in 2015 um you know we started cultivating um and then you know one thing led to another and we got opportunities with licenses you know because we have partners that we have a really really strong team i always say that we have you know the number one draft picks in every area um whether it's business networking just you name it um so collectively between all of us and just you know uh the ability to you know not only score the license but uh you know we also you know have construction companies and do our own build outs so yeah. it just kind of all falls in line but that's kind of where it started for me you know, Stefan, I, I believe like, you know, you know, you know, I've talked previously. So and I try not to, to while everybody's here to talk to him too much that day, because what happens will end up blowing the whole show. And I think I told the one of the guys to tell you, I hope he did. But, you know, is and it's only because like 
I, I know more history, so I'm gonna pull stuff out of you, right? Because we've talked, right? And right. so, and 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 I I think a lot of people should know like some of the history. Like, where's your real background? Like, you know, like you, you said, construction companies, right? Real estate and things like that. Where where is your real background? Because one, I thank you for bringing your expertise into the cannabis industry, because I think a lot of people think that the cannabis industry, unfortunately. They think that the cannabis industry is uh, just a bunch of stoners that are operating a bunch of illegal. You know, I, I have conversations with people all the time, and like I'm like, dude, I went to high school with this guy, and he's like, yeah, but dude, you know, is it really? And this and that, and I'm like, you know, and he, his views are so like far off from what it really is. And I had to like sit down and just roll through. Okay, we're gonna go through some education right now. Like I'm gonna explain to you that you have an endocannabinoid system. I'm gonna explain to you what that looks like, and and I and I had to educate him. And then he brought his daughter here, and his daughter's like you know more awoke to the industry than he is, and she's like 17. And I'm he's like, is it cool to bring my daughter in? Is everybody gonna? Swim? I'm like. Dude, like we're running a real business, like you know. So your business expertise, selling that part of it, you know, first I think is super important to understanding why, why you have a successful brand. But but not only that is is that there's real experts in their fields that are in this industry. It's more than just you know um, the wild wild west. You know, I mean, some of us are come from this industry, and that's all we know. Um, but but we've evolved too, right? We've got better. We've done the right things in order to, to, to be able to be part of this community. And now I think it's more sophisticated. So can you give like the, the audience, the people listening, a little bit of your background of, of who you are like as an investor and things of that nature? Yeah, so my background is, a, you know, really an entrepreneur, entrepreneur spirit. Sure. Uh, my first business was uh, retail furniture stores. So learning the ropes then in my early 20s, just understanding business. I literally had like four grand and a couple friends had a couple, a little bit more money. I don't even know why they gave us the lease. Back when four grand was cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, damn, that was a lot of money. You know, <laughs> and we were going for it, you know, um, not knowing nothing, just just a, a bulletproof belief in ourselves. Yeah. You know, and so we went for it and just learned that business. And then I moved into real estate. And, you know, on the real estate side, um, you know, really love the investing, buying, fixing, and selling houses. Sure. That led to opening, you know, a real estate broker's office with, you know, 50 agents to an escrow office. And um, and then also simultaneously doing the cannabis business as well. You sure. Know, with Prop 215. So, but. Oh, I you're a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely am. Yes. Um, and so I think just little by little, like really understanding, especially when you get into the license side. Yeah. It's. Um, you know, there's a lot more really to think about, um, especially when it comes to overhead, things like that. You know, um, we, you know, we, we made the move and decided to open our cultivation facilities out in, you know, the low desert, i.e. rents right. are much cheaper out there. Good call. You know, and it doesn't matter where you grow this cannabis, you know, because it's going to be shipped to a distro anyway. So it's really looking at the numbers like it, there's a lot that goes into it. And especially in this market right now to be able to survive. It used to be super easy. Yeah. Everybody's making yeah. money. It's all good. Now you got to be really efficient, you know, and integrate it, integrated. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that's one of you guys is probably your best your assets. I mean, when you guys said, you know, we're growing and then we decided to build a brand and then you're like, but now we have dispensaries and you start thinking of that. You're like, okay, they've got the fully integrated. Right. And, and to, to an extent, I mean, I'm sure you guys don't have extraction labs yet, but maybe you've thought about it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, or you've found really good partners that can help you. Um, but, you know, again, 
to actually navigate through that, like you've got to be a very educated p person. You have to have mentors that can help educate you and attorneys that you could trust. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I again, I, I love educating the market and for, for people out there listening, because I think it's, it's so important to, to be able to look at it and go, this ain't no geek off the street that can pull this off. Like you, you got to be, I mean, someone, some can, you know what I mean? But, but usually they're not sustainable and they just, you know, they have like a big hype and then it's just a big blow up, you know, but, but people, the, 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 the sophisticated people in this industry are, are amazing, you know? And I think that story is amazing. Like sharing that with us is so important to everybody. And, and I thank you for it as well. And how do you meet Dre and how does, how does he come into play? He's, you want to tell the story? Yeah, go ahead, Dre. So, um, I mean, it was actually a random phone call, believe it or not. I've been in the industry for a while, kind of connecting dots. And um, I actually came from uh, creating edibles. So that's what kind of my start was. My sister actually had uh, negative X, negative, triple negative X breast cancer. Mm. And um, she was kind of in that in-between stage of not being able to smoke anymore. So she went on the consumer side of things. And um, Steve actually had a, a mutual friend um, of ours, and he was looking for people that were seasoned in the actual industry, and that phone call actually came to me. Wow. So it was actually really, really random, really organic. And then you guys just became buds and then partnered. Are you actually a partner of the company? Yeah, yeah. I'm a partner of the company. That's great. You know, a lot of people don't give people partnerships. <laughs> He's a good guy. You know, um, is, is, there, is there a, uh, like, is there a, uh, uh, you know, a social equity play here? Between you guys at all? We no. didn't use the social no. equity part of it at all. No, no. that's real, good. Real that's good to know, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And then um, now, now, what's your day-to-day, -day, Dre? What do you do for the company day-to-day? -day? So I'm in charge of uh, the visionary branding. So all of this branding, I pretty much... Um, help bring it to life yeah. pretty much. So, you got to yeah. talk into the mic. Oh, yeah. sorry. That's yeah, I, I came from a, a casino background, so I used to actually do all the promotional items and gifts and giveaways for all the casinos. Right. So when you gamble and spend all your money, I'm the Man. creative juice behind it as to why you come in there and you get your gifts and everything. So, so that's your background. Yeah, using that history. What casino? <laughs> I, I did all of them, actually. I did a lot of the Indian casinos. So really? I did like Saginaw Eagle on the East Coast. Yeah. I did MGM Grand in Detroit. Oh, wow. um, so, yeah, I did, I did a lot of casinos. And um, when it came to that, I pretty much used my portals from, the, from my importing from sure. Shenzhen. So I was direct importing, and then I was able to use that for our importing for our goods, for our bags, for our boxes, our jars. So all this stuff actually comes from Shenzhen. And, and, it, and it comes across. I mean, you could tell that there was a lot of time and care and thought put into both the products and the brands that you have put out there. Very, very... We, we, we just we love everything that you've got put out here today. And welcome back to the Thank show, you. Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> You're so busy talking, it's, it's hard. <laughs> well, chime in any time. No. So yeah. I have a question back over there. Now, you launched in 2006 a Prop 215 dispensary. How long did that go on for? year and a half. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Was it rated? It was just mismanaged. Yeah. You know what's funny is... is you know, in, in two, Proposition 215 was doing business as a mutual benefit organization, mm -hmm. right? Um, or, or there was, and there was another term for it too. And then there was the, the churches, you know, you guys remember mm -hmm. the churches. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, remember the Ozark or whatever mm -hmm. they were. And, and, you know, I, I mean, when you say mismanaged bad, it's like, you know, I feel like 
thank God that they've got more sophisticated. They got better, right? Because mm-hmm. back then it was so mismanaged. I mean, I would go in there and and I had some as well, and and I had one of the first, you know, um, uh, what are they called? Uh, properties. Well, the ta- yeah, the tax certificates, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. It was a tax certificate, but which turned into a property license, right? And I, you know, I remember I was so burnt out from the whole 215 stuff. And then everybody's like, yo, your license is worth a million bucks. I was like, oh, I'll take it. You know, like, just get rid of it, you know, because at the end of the day, like, there was so many uh, problems, dude. Like, we were getting raided every week. You know, it was like, yo, you guys are giving us the right to operate here. The city says, you're, I mean, the city says you're okay, but the states, I mean, the cops are coming in and cracking your door down. Or the, or the, 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 the judge is saying it's okay, but the city's not. And then it was just like so much of a, a misunderstanding, but there was so much money being made. That, you know, it, and then it became like, well, <clears throat> you know, people were getting robbed and there was just all kinds of random shit going on. And it just felt like, you know what, dude, I just want to back out of this, you know, and, and like I, I look at you guys and go, damn, you know, had I hung in there and just stayed with my, my licensing, you know, we had like one of the um, uh, what was it? It's called um, he changed the name, but we own Greenleaf Caregivers, but it, it ended up being um, Firehouse in L.A., mm. And it's like the year we sold it to them, which was the year prior, which they were talking about, we were like the number one dispensary in Los Angeles, you know, crushing it, crushing it, doing really well. And everybody's like, why do you want out? And I'm just like, you know how long it takes to actually make a million dollars? Like to actually capture a million dollars, right? You've got to do 10, you know, maybe $15 million in sales to be able to pull out a million dollars cash for yourself. So a lot of people don't get that part. But if you are building an infrastructure and you have a plan to roll out, roll out and open more, open more, reinvest in your companies like you guys have done, you know, you can sell out for, you know, $100 million now, you know, upwards of, you know, you can turn it on, you know. And um, and I look at that and I go, gosh, you know, I, I, I run back time and go, you know, my brother and I opened up a grow in Arizona. We still got it, you know, but, he, you know, and everybody's like, aren't you one of the owners? I'm like, yeah, but I'm not, you know, because I just gave it to him. And the reason why is because he moved out there, started life out there, and we both went out there and built it. Um, but part of my contract at iHeart, I can't, I'm not allowed to have any dispensaries or, or, you know, brands yet until it's federally legal or until they feel more safe. Um, so I could have a corporation that did whatever, but you know, anyways, long story short is, as I feel like, you know, to, to, to put in the footwork that you guys have done and have a, a footprint, it takes a lot of energy and work. Do you guys feel that like, is it worth it right now for you with the industry changing and all this stuff going on? Yeah, I, I definitely think it's worth it. You yeah. know, um, it is a lot of work and we're just two small parts of it, yeah. you know, because there's a lot that goes on, you know, in the yeah. background with other partners. Um, but yeah, it's definitely worth it because one, we don't have to worry about our door getting kicked in. Sure. For sure. You know, yeah. a lot Everything of the things, legit. Yeah. people talk about taxes, you know, but I always make the point of we've been robbed a lot of times. At your store now? No, 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 no. Previous, Back in the day. Of course, yeah. Back in the day, right? Yeah, so you know, you feel my pain. Yeah, I was like... And there's your taxes, yeah. okay? Because when they hit you and, you know, they take 100, 200,000, okay, there's your taxes you would have paid anyway. So yeah. it's, you know, it's a give off. We're not worried about getting shut down, right? But it also, right now, because the market is so tough, it's really going to come down to, you know, like, who's the most efficient. And who, lean. Who, lean, who can survive, who has the dollar, you know... A buck a square foot spots, you know, yeah. like, the operators, yeah, too, and, and your operators, you know. Speaking yeah. of taxes, the DCC has issued out some new regulations on some tax structures. Being that you are both on the cultivation side and the retail side, uh, what is your position on essentially the transfer of tax as an excise tax to the retailer, to the consumer? 
I mean, on the cultivation side, it's nice, right? Because I, th I think the cultivation side needs the most help, you know, because that's, you know, they're the ones that are really struggling, you know, the most, especially with prices, you know, basically cut in half for the most part on our side, like literally in half. Um, so I think we need the most help. And, you know, on the retail side, it's what are we going to do? You know, what I are mean, you, what are your theories on why? I mean, obviously there's a, there's an abundance right now, right? Is, is, is it that? I mean, what, why is the, why did the market pop on us? You know what I mean? Because it popped. I mean, right, COVID, it was, it was thriving Back, through yeah. the roof. And I, and I also often look, I mean, the guys that were good spenders that didn't go out and start, you know, buying a new boat, you know, and stuff like that, they stayed real lean or, or just continued what they were doing, didn't change much. I think probably should have some capital to sustain themselves and kind of reorganize and get to a point where they can model it right. But I think a lot of people thought this ride was never going to stop and was just going to keep going. And I do think it'll happen again. Like as, as soon as federal legalization comes, you know, two things are going to happen. One, in my opinion, is it's either going to go into mainstream Costco. Like a lot of people don't see that coming. But I, I think Costco, it, you know, if, if you don't know, um, uh, Cormart and Costco are two of the biggest tobacco, uh, you know, distributors in the world. And for me, you know, when we talk about, you know, real distribution, like right now, they've got us pigeonholed into distribution up and down the coast or in the West Coast or wherever you're at, California, and you can't even go outside of state. So we don't really know what the logistics look like anyways. So in order to actually fulfill that kind of logistics, you have to use somebody like Costco that's already got the big trucks that they're just piling it on so they can minimize your cost, right? Because people are like, oh, we'll just be able to move it. And it's like, no, but the reason Costco's efficient is because they're packing their tr the trucks up with not one product. It's tons of products right and they're all going to one central location they're all being held there there's a whole machine there Cormart the same i mean they've got th thousands of different products that they distribute to all the uh the, the the liquor stores right all the all the gas stations so i feel that once it becomes federal it's going to go into this uh you know, distro that's going to be much larger and grander than the distros we have, which will also affect all the distros we have and wiping them out and then roll right into the rest of the world and be in, a, in, in the stores where we can all then thrive if your brand can, you know, survive through the, the hump. Do you guys, what, do you, what are your thoughts on it? I was going to say, I agree. Probably the same thing. It's, if, if we weren't vertically integrated in some type of way, I would think that we would probably feel a lot more of the pain in everything that you're talking about. So... I think that us actually having quality product is going to help withstand us as we move forward. One, having the branding, and then two, having actual quality product that has the effect that works sure. versus what, what everybody what else is doing. What percent of your cultivation is being sold through your retail? Very small. I mean, it's small right now because you figure right now there's what, seven, eight stores open. Right, which is, it's not a whole lot of volume compared to what our cultivation facility could produce. Uh, how large are cultivation? When we come back, let's go back to how, how large the cultivation facilities are. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this break. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year 
equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Are you ready for the biggest concert of the year? It's the Burning Trees Festival, yes. August 27th in Atalanto, California. Performing live on stage is the boss man himself, Rick Ross, Ludacris, Busta Rhymes, Big Draco, a.k.a. Soldier Boy, Too Short, Havoc from the infamous Mob Deep, X to the Z Exhibit, and Corrupt Young Gotti. All live on stage, August 27th at the Atalanto Plaza and Event Center. Plus, we'll have the World Series of Cannabis presented by Canex, iHeartRadio, Cannabis Talk 101, Game Day, Green Holdings Group, The Blacklist, and Weed Maps. For tickets, go to Canex.com. That's C-A-N-N-E-X-S.com. Woo, Freddie. You're a beast, bro. You got a little, little more calm, though. You know, just let yourself chill, you know? I, I was trying to sound like Joe on his... No, he's. Are you ready for the biggest <laughs> cannabis show in the country? It's the Burning Trees Festival with exhibit. You know, you got to put that emphasis on it. You know, uh, emphasis, <laughs> not the emphasis, but the uh. <laughs> man, you're doing great though, man. I love that, dude. I, you know, I mean, I didn't think you were gonna pinch hit this hard, man. You're hitting them like left and right. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're very welcome, bro. So listen, uh, so where were we at? I think we were talking uh, how, about... How large is your grow? So we have one that's 17,000 square feet. Okay. Um, another one that we just opened that is 13,000 square feet. Okay. <clears throat> the next one we're in the middle of the build-out is a 20,000 and a 14,000. Two of them on a, on a lot. All in the Inland Empire? All, yes, all okay. of them. A- it, any particular city? That- Banning. Banning. Okay. Oh, so very nice. First, first, one, first one in Banning. Yeah. First one, we're, yeah, we're the first ones in Banning. Um, but the first facility that's 17,000, that one is in San Jacinto. Okay. Oh, and then nice. the and remain- Riverside. Riverside County. Got you, sure. Yeah. Um, and then the ones, that, the, the, the following two I mentioned, those ones are in Banning. Um, and we also have another project in, back in San Jacinto that okay. we, we purchased the land about, about a year and a half ago just waiting for plan city approval sure. just for because we're going to build that one from the ground up the whole structure so that one should start you know relatively soon at least the ground up construction on the building 
And with the 17,000 square feet, is that all canopy or do you do anything else there like extraction or stuff like that? No, that, that's all cultivation. Okay. It's not flower space, but that's sure. the size of the building. Excellent. Yeah. How many, how many do you plan on, on, on putting out? I mean, you guys are going to just keep building? Don't stop? No. I think that's it. No, right? that's probably <laughs> it. You know, I mean, we'll see. Let's see where the market takes us. One. Sure. Yeah. Um, so these next two, the 20,000 and the 14,000, is kind of like we'll see where it goes. The one that we're building from the ground up, like we don't have to commit to that. Right. You know, because we can literally build it and just flip the building. You know, sure. it doesn't have to be an operation. Sure. And it's a great deal, just period. But you do have the licenses already approved yes. and everything. Yes. So, yes. Which is fantastic, yep. which we've, we'll discuss off air because there's, some, there's, there's, there's always a buyer, you know, for, you know, for anything, you know. Yep. And especially now, you know, and it's interesting because we have some friends that are building some massive facilities and, and we're like, you know, what is the, the, the exit for them, you know, if, if the market stays where it's at, right? Because it's such a scary market right now. And again, if you're not super lean and you don't have low pricing, like you said, you guys have, you know, a dollar square foot or, or some, you know, lower, you know, whereas if you're in Los Angeles right now, you're, you're going to be, you know, hating it, right? You're going to have a lot of, uh, of people that are going to lose their butts right now. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you know. rent in Los Angeles for a dollar square foot without cannabis. Right. Yeah. Let yeah. Alone yeah. Else. yeah. Yeah. Right. But I think that the big picture, though, is is that those guys came in with a model with the price much higher. Is that price coming back? You guys think? Let's hope so. I I, I don't see that coming back anytime in the near future. You right. know, from where it was. Um, Why know? though? What what's the flood about? How yes. do we how do we drop the? You know, I mean, what? I, I could give you a theory, and then they can give me their theory. Yeah, yeah that's pretty that's, much that's, 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 that's what I want to hear, though. So so what occurred was is licensing began. And a lot of the smaller operators were able to get up and going. And so we had, you know, essentially kind of a shortage on the market, but enough to keep it stable at around $2,000 a pound. And so when the licensing came out, we're at $2,000 a pound. Then the pandemic hit and it shot up to about $2,800 a pound. Which was nice. Mm -hmm. that, was the, that was the rush. That, that was the time. rush. And so once they saw this type of capital, the, the real capital started deploying at this point because they're looking at the ROIs and they're seeing all kind of money being made. In addition, a lot of the larger farms take a lot longer to build out and, and come out. And so what we had was a, a problem where all the large guys turned on and this, this money from the pandemic had slowed down and that's where this flood came from. The issue is it's always going to correct itself because it's all about dollars and cents along the way unfortunately there are just going to be guys who don't make it or i know a lot of people who said it's, it cost me too much money to stay open yeah. and so they just turn off the door so it's going to correct because nobody can sustain continuously at a loss and um there will be a balance now to what level will it reach up to it'll reach up to a stable level 15 to two thousand dollars again but um, I see a lot of the grand. money leaving California, and a lot of these guys decided not to fight, and now they're ending up in New York and a bunch of newer markets, which I think is a smart move. For the time being, until you know, because the markets over there are still thriving. I mean, their, their numbers ha haven't quite hit the floor like ours. I mean, they're lower, but it's still. And it's going to go back to your analysis. Once it becomes federally legal, California, just like Napa Valley Wines, will be the most in-demand cannabis flower. Our products and our, our prices will be uh, up there. And, you know, I don't know anybody who wants New Mexico weed or Iowa weed. Everybody wants California weed. So once it opens up federally. You got some good Mexi. I want it. Yeah. Once it opens up federally, <laughs> I think California will be the 
primary beneficiary of that legalization. Now, a lot of states might ban their own product to protect their own in-house growers, you know what I mean? Where they say, well, we won't let that in. And then a lot of states that don't want cultivation and all that stuff in will pass some form of legalization allowing just products to be imported without, you know, internal grows and things of that nature. What do you think, Dre? No, I agree. Um, I think that all of these big box companies, is what I call them, have came in and like you said, they don't really know how to price or really survive in this market. So this is just kind of temporary. And then I think that the people that have been before the market and the people that are in the market now will be able to sustain just due to that. Yeah. <clears throat> and, it's a fact. It's yeah. a fact. Um, These are all new players that just came. And I feel like they're all experimenting. Well, I, I, have a, I have a theory that I think someone, like, I think some big investors are willing, because I, I had a conversation with a, a, a group out of China um, and it's a fairly large group. They've got they've got uh, you know a lot of cultivations and their hands in a lot of a lot of uh, retail stores, and they were in my office. And this was probably I want to say five years ago, four or five years ago. You know, maybe last give it three years, whatever it was, right before the pandemic, probably. So whatever that was, and and he comes in, and he goes, he says we're gonna you know break the market, right? And I'm like, well, what do you plan on doing? He says we're gonna sell it for you know I think it was like. Uh, get everything down to well, 50 cents, right? It was 50 cents a gram. That's what it was, right? 50 cents a gram. He's like, we're going to get it down to 50 cents a gram. And then we're going to take a loss for five years on that whole 50 cents a gram, wipe everybody out of the industry, and then swallow all of their assets while they're losing, and then come back and, and restabilize the market. And this was like three years ago, you know? And then, you know what I mean? And it was like, 50, and I was like, 50 cents a gram. And he believed it. Yeah, he was serious. Oh, he was serious. Oh, he was he was dead serious, and and I didn't believe it. I was like, "You're full of shit, man. Come on, dude. Like, there's no yeah, way." But the fact that that that's something that motivates you or entices you to wipe out family farms yeah. and legacies oh, and small businessmen—it's it's terrible. I, I can't stand the that that fact. I mean, you know, I like to see a bunch of small businesses, small people, everybody getting their little bite. I hate seeing the Walmartization of this industry. Well, but it, I but it, it, it's. I feel like, like you know, maybe that group is trying to play this right now. Maybe they're the ones setting that price because here they come with these larger farms. They're just dropping their prices, losing and losing and losing for the next three or four years to see who squeezes out. It, it, I mean, that's a possibility. And, and, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's big institution money behind. I mean, there's definitely big institution money behind them. But, I mean, I, behind it with them, like just followed suit and just like, oh, let's take these losses. So yeah. they, they all have a theory. And I don't mean you talk a lot. Yeah. They all have a theory of doing that. Like, we'll sustain losses. And those front mans, those CEOs, those medmen type of guys <laughs> can't come out there yeah. and tell you that. But behind them are the guys who putting up the money. Yeah. And after a while, they'll go, okay, so what's this business model? Five years? Yeah. Fuck you and your five years, yeah. bro. It ain't happening. I'm losing for five so, years. Uh, uh, and, and it goes back to being lean. Like you said that word five, six times. Mm -hmm. I have a farm too. We have a grow. We started lean because we are a family self-funding. We never, you know, everything came from hard earned. And um, they don't know how to run lean. They just, it's not built into their model. You know, I, I walk onto these farms, there's like 50 people managing this guy, managing this guy. And, and, and that's just unsustainable. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of it goes into it when it is your own cash, right? Because yeah. it's the same thing from us. It's family, friends, no outside investors it's 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 all of us and uh and when you put your own dough up like you're gonna make sure that what you order you need yeah. nothing extra 
no yeah. extra employees, like nothing, you know? And it's just burns, it's probably a different mindset burn rates, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of product lines you got? Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. So I mean, we're strictly focusing on the flower right now just because we feel like that's where the industry really, really needs us. Um, so we're, we're really in the flower right now. And then we're, we're actually coming into our pre-rolls as well. So yep. we have an infused pre-roll coming out. Um, and then we're working on our edibles as well. Let me so. see that. Let me see that pre-roll. Yeah. Is there one in there or is it just a... This is, this is, there's, yeah, there's one in there. Get the talk on the mic. Oh, there you go. I want to see the packaging. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn, okay. See, I like to see... Oh, you're good. Down to the tube, you know? Yeah. Every time. That's dope. I like it a lot. So... Smells really good. What is this out right here? That's our ube. Ube. Our ube. 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 And as far as genetics go, what is your process? So we actually have an R&D facility out in L.A. So we spent this whole year, we went through probably 123 different um, phenos that we were searching through and came down to about five or six. You hunted, you guys hunted all on your own. Yeah, we hunted on our own. Fantastic. Yeah, so... I feel like that's the difference is that a lot of people are just, you know, taking stuff and renaming it. Sure. We're actually going through the actual R&D process, trying to figure out, you know, not only what's selling, but, you know, what will actually help us as well. You know, was there people. any particular breeders that you chose from that that you guys uh, deployed? Yeah, they, yeah, we. I mean, we have our own breeders on our team. So you but guys are in-house breeding have, and in-house pheno hunting. Exactly. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. Not a lot of people willing to put that work in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work, a lot it of time, a yeah. lot of just a lot of misfires. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, but it makes it makes a lot of sense. So I mean, if you're, I mean, if you're gonna find the, if you're gonna create or be a part of the best quality, you know, and have, you know, the right the right uh, product that you want to put out, you have to spend that time, you know, because a lot of people are just, you know, they're going for what's hot. But I what I realize is that what's hot today may not be hot tomorrow, nope, and no. it changes very quickly. And it's like it's like what now now Kush OG Kush is back in, you know, it was purples, and then it was this, and then it's like, and it's like damn, like, and I I was kind of tripping because I I was like, what do you mean people aren't buying OG no more? You yeah. know, I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, yeah. how could you not want to buy OG? I had a, a ten year run of OG, <laughs> yeah, and it didn't matter what it is, you yeah. had to use the word OG, OG at the end of it, or you weren't selling it. Yeah, right? the OG this, the OG that, yeah. it had to be something OG. And, and, and that's the problem for guys like this who are breeding it and 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 phenoing it and then testing it because you don't want the herm on you a whole crop i mean all kinds of things you know by, by the time you get it now everybody just switch it out on you yeah that, that's, that was, that that's one good. of the reasons why it's very difficult to do what they're doing and i commend you for that yeah oh, big sure. time man big time it's risky too by the way yeah, yeah. but Marketing hype can change things up. And here's the thing. If you're growing really bomb weed yeah. and it's consistent, I believe in the end, with some quality marketing, you'll, you'll remain. It, it really I agree. It, it is. It, you've got to be in the people's face, you know. And, and it's like, you know, for us, we, we are, you know, I, I feel we're some of the best guerrilla marketing, you know, agency in the, in the industry for cannabis, you know, because right now it's very difficult to go buy a TV ad. It's very difficult to run radio ads. And if you are running radio ads, there's like very, you can't say, come on down to this place, you know, and we've figured out workarounds, you know, like all of us have kind of like, you know, you know, found our, our fair little tricks of how we can drive traffic. But 
you know, as soon as they allow it, right, to be on mainstream radio, I think, like, our show will blow up further. I mean, like, right now I have a hard, I mean, iHeart has a hard time with, you know, um, adopting us even though they've adopted us, right? I mean, like, we're, we're, we're like their, their stepchild that they kind of watch over and go, hey, we love you guys. But it's like, and, and they're giving us commercials and they're, and they're great partners, by the way. But I think had if, if do, with our ratings, the numbers and everything else that we're doing, if it was fully federally legal, they'd be throwing festivals behind us. They'd be, and we're, and we're starting to talk about it, you know, and, and again, I, you know, it seems like it's a long time. And it, for, for me, it's been like three years that we've been two and a half years that we've been having this conversation with them. And it's, it, they're opening up, right? They're starting to be like, okay, you know, and I think it's like, they're either getting going to get risky and do it without being federalized or they're just waiting for that little switch and then go, boom, we've already built a company. You know, they've have, they, they have their, their, their pavement down, you know, the, the, the structural is there. Now we can just blow them up to the roof. And I, I, I'm at a point where there's too many people not accepting us as, as a, um, uh, a culture that's already here. And and but but I think half of the world's uneducated about it. So, you know, I think you guys are doing a great job. And and, and what's the plan? Is the plan to you know continue opening stores, sell the company? Is the plan to um, you know just you know make it a family-owned business for for life? What, what is your guys' overall goal? Do you guys have you thought that far into it? Yeah, we have. And I think right now the overall plan is to have 25 stores open by the end of next year. Um, our cultivation facilities and um, whenever that time is to sell the company sure I mean that's the goal yeah pretty or much go public possibly that yeah. you know I Let mean me know if you jump on that ride I'm gonna rock <laughs> you know I mean if it could be hey we're crushing it everybody loves it let's just keep it but I, I think the, pl the play would be to sell the company when we come back I want to ask you where those companies are where the stores are at it's Cannabis Talk 101 we'll be right back after this break we'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101 Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Cali Effects. Cali Effects full and broad spectrum hemp extracted products contain CBD, CBG, and some 1,300 other elements and are all naturally derived substances from the hemp plant. Check out their tinctures, waters, topicals, and vape collections. Go feel the effects with Cali Effects at C A L Y F X.com. Cali Effects. Damn, Freddy! <laughs> this guy, you know what I mean? A couple more deep breaths, you know what I mean? And 
It's by Cali FX. Feel the effects at Cali FX. Am I doing all right? You told me to get more hyped up like yeah. Joe Grandy. I get hyped yeah, up. You're now you're, 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 you're on my case. You're good. No, you're good. You're, you're really crushing it, man. I am so proud of you, dude. I can feel it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You felt the effects. All right. That's CaliFX.com. Yeah. Yeah. Sounded really good. So, look, we were talking about, you know, the facilities. Obviously, you have a, a, quite a few of them right now. How many you guys have? Facilities, what, cultivation or, or, or retail? Well, let's talk retail. Well, let's talk about cultivators real quick because I think you have less cultivation. Yeah, the cultivation is, let's Three. see, we have one. There's, there's two up and operating. There's another two that are in, under, in production and build out. Got you. In, all in Benny. Except for the first San one, San Jacinto. Okay, got you. That, that was the first break ground. Yeah. And then possibly another one in San Jacinto, like we said earlier, with the ground up. But yep. we'll see where the market takes us and yeah. if there's a need for it. But there's still a pivot move there. That's, oh, yeah. You there's know, definitely, you're, build, you're building. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, there's always upside to that, yeah. right? Um, and then how many uh, retail stores are you guys currently, so approximately? If, if I'm correct, I believe that there's been 25 licenses awarded. Okay. This is in California only. Um, and wow. so, let's see, there's... What is it? Six, 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 six open oh, right now, I would say. And there's another four that are about to open. Um, let's see, where are the four? Did you guys get one here in Stanton? Yes. It, yes. There's, yeah. there's one in Stanton. Um, so you're down. That, one, that one's the build out. We're starting like maybe even today, like soon. Yeah. Um, and then the one in Costa Mesa. Yeah. That one, um, we're the first one to get the license there. Limonite. Limonite. Long Beach. Marina Long Valley. Beach. Marina Valley. Banning. Calexico, um, wow! One opening by the Beverly Center across the street, um, Fresno, uh, San Francisco. Those ones are opening soon too. Um, there's like you guys are crushing it. And these are all called Culture Cannabis Clubs. Culture okay. Cannabis Club. I love that, and they're all going to be culture. Yes, got gotcha. you. So you guys got a good team behind you, man. You oh know? yeah, there's a there's a badass team. You know. Yeah. Behind the scenes, yeah. making it all happen. So how come you yeah. guys didn't bring the smart guys today? Oh, <laughs> they don't want to be seen. Oh, shots fired. Yeah. Yeah. They sent the good-looking guys. Yeah. Yeah. Good-looking yeah. guys, yeah. huh? <laughs> well, they sent you. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I'll tell you, you know, it, it's uh, it's very interesting because um, that's a that's a big, you're rolling up your sleeves and, and really just, you know, hitting the pavement and just digging up holes. I mean, that's a lot of work, man. You know, and I, I'm, I'm excited to see the evolution of this. So you got about six of them open now, I think, approximately. Yeah, yeah. And then and then by next year, you plan to have about 24? Yeah, hopefully 25, hopefully all of them. Wow. I, I believe there's probably another four right now that are about to open. Gotcha. Like, you know, They're really right close. Yeah, really close. Almost done with the build-outs. Yeah, I'm excited about Stanton because we're next door to you guys, you yeah. know. So, you know, it, it'll be a hop, skip, and a jump. We could just roll over there and be like, hey. And the <laughs> thing about the Stanton facility as well is is it's uh, not only is it retail, but there'll be a 10,000-square-foot cultivation there too. Yes. Right. So, so it'll be, you know, farm-to-table, if you will. Yeah. Plant science, like, right at that store. That's you know. great. Krispy Kreme. Well, that's and, and that's honestly, in my opinion, I think that's the smartest move people could go, right? Right now, especially with the market. I mean, if you're, you know, it, and Stanton's not the, you know, the, the most highest uh, land value, right? So, but I'm sure there was, you know, there was a bubble going on. We all know that. And I remember the the you play you play on Monroe, which is right the next block over mm -hmm. and that corner building is what i'm guessing because i've walked that facility and to me it looked like the have you been in it 
The one that in on uh, in Stanton? No. Okay. Haven't. So it's kind of like a warehouse like this, <clears throat> with minus this wall, and then there's like a whole another office section up in the front. And I was thinking, okay, there's a whole section for a grow and a whole section for a dispensary. I, I was thinking the same thing. I walked through the property, but you know, I was we were right in the middle of COVID. Although the pricing was through the roof and everything was going on, I was a little you know gun shy because I just looked at it and was like, man, you know. I, the, the the industry, I, who knows what's going to happen, right, with COVID going on and, and stock markets crashing and, all, you know, your money's all tied up in the market and stuff, and you're just going, what do I do? You know, and I just, I went to all the meetings. I, went, I started looking at the properties, and I almost tied a bunch of them up, and then I just was like, you know what, let me just stay out this. Let me sit this one out, you know, because COVID made me, you know, just kind of back up from everything. I, I was trading stocks in the, in the morning, you know. I just kind of come in at 5 a.m. and just get in there and set myself up for the day, play, play around in the market and then I'd exit, you know, and just spend the rest of my day at the office trying to figure out how to launch, you know, the, the cannabis talk one-on-ones, you know, a uh, rollout. So uh, I admire you guys for doing that shit too, in the middle of a pandemic, just going after properties. I mean, that's, that's ballsy. And, and, and it seems like you guys, again, have a great team. What does that team consist of? I mean, obviously you got the you know, silent investors, family and friends, um, but you know, what, what does your team behind the scenes look like? Give us a kind of a, a more a scoop if you can, I mean, you know, just as far as like what the partnership and what yeah. everyone does, well, not, not, I don't want to know height and weight more, more, yeah, <laughs> no more of like your, you know, like their backgrounds, like, you know, why, why are you guys so successful? Why is your team so intelligent? Right. You have investors, people that are, you know, in real estate, people that are, you know, yeah. And then I think like what he was saying is as far as being slim, we also have construction people so the actual people that yeah. if something's going wrong in the actual grow it's fixed within an instant and having that hands-on is way different um same thing with the importing and actually you're having control of the pricing of product versus bringing it in so some of those things are huge so every little facet of what i think you would need in this i yeah. mean we we kind of have yeah and we are uh I mean, those things are super important with the construction. I mean, and these are big construction crews of where, you know, we're doing four build outs for facilities. Yeah. When you, were, ours. when you were saying that, though, you, you oh, you on top of the ones you're doing. Oh, yeah. That aren't ours. <laughs> shout, shout out to Econ Conservation <laughs> Construction. Yeah. OK. That's the. Yeah. The, that's. Yeah. That's that's the company. So you've got four. You've got four that you're putting out. Plus you're built. I mean, you're building four. Right? Building for other operators. Other, yeah, helping you know, other. People need their yeah. facilities built out, right? Oh, yeah. So it's a service that we provide as well oh, to that's other fantastic. operators. And were you guys helping people get licenses? Because obviously your team's, you know, very good at getting licenses. Or do you guys bring on, you know, one of the guys like, uh, you know, one of those other companies that, that, that helps you get them? No, there's, a, there's, a, there's an entire team that that's all they do. Like literally from, you know, call it from 2016. Gotcha. When it was going on the ballot, yeah, like okay, we're gonna know, wrap our head. Cities, Let's start calling, calling everybody and just just going a hundred percent from that point forward, meticulously through it. Yes, yeah, every single one. And you know, one of the you know one of the main partners has been doing this for a long time, and just is just has the ability to put all this together and like and like I said, started generating this like as soon as it's on the ballot and approved. Right, there's still a window before any of that happen and it just going at it and going at it and still going at it because what was it 20 percent of the cities i think um approve commercial cannabis when it first came on i think it's reached into 30 now but there's still a you know another 70 percent of cities that maybe eventually come on but a lot of them will and it's 
staying up to date. Who's coming on? So is Chasem still with you guys? Chasem? Yes. Chasem's He's brilliant. On. Yeah. I know Chasem. Yeah. Now it just all dawned on me. You know what I mean? I know Chasem. Yeah. He's a beast. Yeah. That kid's a beast, man. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't even think of that because I, I'm thinking, culture can't. And then I said, why do I know this? And then, he's the Willy Wonka. That's why yeah. I put my phone out. Yeah, Wonka. yeah, he's he's yeah. the beast, yeah. dude. Chase him. That kid is uh, sharp. Yeah. yeah, him and I were actually looking at a um, building, and, and I was trying to, uh, we were going to build from the ground up in Long Beach. And we had the, um, I still have it, actually. I still have the property. And the owner's like, look, just build on it and let's, you know, ex exit it and all this other stuff. And and uh, we talked about it briefly. And then, you know, I, I think we were right in the middle of, you know, uh, and we and we have more friends. Uh, so Joe from Tricor, Joe Joe um, Miller is a, a friend of mine and, and Jimmy. And so they're all tied in with Chasem. And then we've known each other for forever so i'm like oh cool and then they introduced chase him chase him came in and we had a um you know i showed him the property put him in touch with the property owner and then you know there's a, a property in long beach i don't know if maybe he ended up building it you know as far as i know do you guys have property in long beach yeah one property in yeah, long beach. that was the very first store oh that was a long time, long ago. time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah yeah so that wasn't yeah, it, yeah. well I, I i was turning them on to another store there's a, a license they've got a um they've got a approval for a grow a dispensary extraction lab the whole thing and the guy owns the property outright mm -hmm. and he's like let's build it you know like if you guys want to build it he was even willing to put money on the build you know but i just you know for me i i you know i'm so focused on what i'm doing right i got to find people better than me yeah. you know and i ran across chase him and i was like oh this guy's sharp dude he's he's a he's a sharp kid that dude is is and good people man so real quick man we like to do this every time we do our show it's called the high five uh, we're going to ask you five questions about uh, your cannabis experience, All right? So go ahead. How old were you the first time you smoked, and where did you get it from? I was 15 years old in high school, I guess. Don't let your mom hear this one. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually on a, on a football uh, trip. You know, you used to take those, those group football trips uh, yeah. to go, go scrimmage and like Oceanside yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. What do they call that? Uh, it was, uh, uh, fl not flag, but it was in your shorts and your, yeah, just your, just exactly. your tops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Just shells or something. Yeah. Like I guess that. it was scrimmage games. Yeah. Scrimmage, yeah. 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 So that was my first time. And, uh, Steve? For me, I was um, I was 16 years old. I was a senior in high school, and it was at my buddy's house. Like, we went inside. Actually, we went inside his house before school, and I hadn't smoked yet. I was kind of hesitant, you know. I'm young, sure. and I was like, finally, fuck it, let, let's do it. Yeah. And we were sitting on the sofa. I remember it clear as fucking day. Like sitting on a sofa, and I remember taking the hit, and it felt like literally my head was gonna come off my head like a balloon. Like it was just yeah. rising. I was Floated. like, oh, that's why they call it getting high. Ah, uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I didn't time. see that coming, yeah, but yeah. whoop. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, good. But for me, the first time I got high, I just felt that I was going counterclockwise physically in the bed. Oh, really? Yeah. I can still never forget that. Yeah. Because I, I never high. felt it again, you know? Yeah. That feeling. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Question number two of the high five What is your favorite way to use or smoke cannabis? I'm I'm all about the joints, the all natural. You can taste everything, the flavor. Everything. What what brand? Uh, always the plant science. You, you gotta have that plant science. Bro. I'm that over brand. here winking like what brand? <laughs> <laughs> Stefan, uh, for me it's uh it's it's the vape pens. Yeah, it used to be flower, but with everything that I'm doing, it's just so much more discreet. Yeah, like, I can literally be you know over here hit it. I could be in an office, so it's just become kind of a staple. Um, so that's my preferred way right now. 
Fantastic. Andre, what is the craziest place you ever used cannabis? Where is um, it? I'm not sure how it got there, but I think the craziest place I used cannabis was probably in Thailand. Wow. For sure. How was that? Yeah, it was it was great, actually. I was on the, on the waterfront and... Just had to well, did you bring Thailand. it with you? That's what I was wondering. I'm not sure how it got there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but Thailand yeah. was for sure yeah. the wildest place. The I didn't Thailand mean to lay you out people. like that. I, I, thought, I was like, you know. Well, you boy, catch up that time. No, yeah, yeah. I was, well, because I'm like, how was the weed out there? You know what I mean? If it was there, you know. But so. And Thailand, Thailand's legal now or something, Thailand's right? legal. Yeah, now they're uh, doing and, it. And weed had a lot of history of, in Thailand. Uh, yeah. Thai, Thai sticks, sticks came out yeah. of there. Yeah. And they've had a, a deep underground cannabis culture for some a substantial amount of time. Yeah. And great hash comes out of Thailand. And great uh, beef before they... You know, greatly take your ass to jail if you didn't. If greatly. you got caught with it, yeah, they would put you in it for five years or something for a joint or something. I heard. Same, same way in Singapore currently, you do not want to get caught with anything. Yeah, no. I've got a, I got a hell of a story to tell you guys after the show about uh, uh, some some major artists that got caught out there from the Beatles. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. But uh, Stefan, craziest um, place you've ever smoked? I guess for me, I guess it would be Egypt, um, only because it's like really illegal there yeah and um you know we ended up befriending an egyptologist that was with us the whole time and i was asking him like dude what's up with the weed you know and he's like you know i got you yeah on the last day i'm gonna take you to my to my ranch he raises arabian horses and so he took me there and busted out the hash and just and we got high really and it was it was nice good experience yeah it was really good yeah, yeah. Uh, frank Kino was just one of our guys was just in egypt not too long ago Question number four of the high five. What is your go-to munchie after you get high? Ooh. <laughs> it depends. I'm a, I'm a big Skittles. Mm. I like the Skittles. I, I go Skittles. It's either Skittles or if I'm going sweet, it's Air Skittles. Heads. <laughs> no, Skittles for sure. If it's like cake, I'd have to go pound cake. Mm. Kind of so straight pound cake? You know, pound I like, cake. Do, you put, do you put some uh, uh, whipped cream on it with some... Vanilla, stuff? vanilla ice cream. Ice cream? Yeah, okay, that'll work. Cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Go Mine's to. really not that, that, that sexy of an answer, but my go-to is like a, this big, these big bags of trail nuts. I just like eating like trail nuts. Just the nuts or do you like the extra no, stuff? No, like, like the, you know, the yogurts that are in it yeah, and yeah, the yeah, berries yeah, yeah. and the like berries. all that stuff. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. Those are healthy good. guy. Yeah. Clearly, he's over there working out right now. Right now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, Doug, slow down, bro. Andre, if you could smoke cannabis with anyone dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, I would have to go with Rihanna. Rihanna? Yeah, man. You got, got a little crush on Rihanna? People don't, people don't <laughs> give the women enough credit, man. But she's just, she's so dope. She's and dope just all regular. the way around. I, yeah, I'd, I'd enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> he said we get out together, girl. <laughs> Rihanna, that's the first time we ever had Rihanna. Yeah, that is the, for for sure, for sure, Stefan. Um, for me, it would be my son CJ, who passed away last year. I'm sorry to hear so, that. So, you know, if somebody had alive, uh, like yeah, it would be him. Yeah, how old was he? Um, 24. Oh, you mind if we ask why or how? Yeah, he um, you know, he was basically, you know, he struggled with with addiction yeah. and basically fentanyl overdose. Mm. Like everybody else is dying, you know, all yeah. these young kids. So yeah, sorry to hear that's that. that yeah. is very unfortunate. Yeah, yeah and that's uh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, you know, is there anything else that we, we left out, guys, that, that we might have missed that you want to say uh, to the listeners out there about, you know, plant science and, and what you guys are doing? 
I just think that we're actually trying to change the narrative of cannabis. We actually believe in the plant itself, and I think that we're really actually trying to change people's lives for the better. Sure. And I think that's just really something different. I don't feel like people are really in it for the people. And I just want people to understand that, you know, we have purpose behind this with, you know, stories with sons and people like my sister as well. So there's just a lot of a lot of believing in this plan and where it can take you. So Sure. Stefan? Um, yeah, you know what? Um, I think that, uh, you know, I, what I see is in this business, I think that there needs to be like a lot more collaboration as well. Because I think when, when people collaborate, especially with, with the same mindset, you know, they have the same you know, belief system, what we're about, you know, about helping others and, you know, and, you know, the law of reciprocation. And so, you know, I would say that if anybody needs like help with anything or have any questions, like, you know, there's opportunities we have, even, you know, when you're talking the licensing, like we've, we've talked, you know, off air about, yeah. you know, a cultivation facility that we have right now that we're willing to pretty much hand over to somebody. Sure. Who, who, you know, who would like the opportunity to operate so, it, to operate it. It's theirs. You know, I mean, obviously there's some cost. It's, but yeah, you gotta, you, you but, can't, I mean, it can't be for free, but you're willing to, to give them an opportunity. opportunity. And it, especially, like I said, I, I, I believe that you guys are great operators because I could read your souls. Like I, I, I mean, you come in, your, your energy's not, um, you know, I don't feel that there's any gotchas. You know, and sometimes you deal with people and they're all about the gotcha, you know, and it's like, okay. And it's like, you tend not to try to, you know, work or nest with those kind of people because and it, it creates bad things, you know, and, and unless that's your thing. And, and some people live that. And I, I think if you, you guys, I, I know, like I said, I didn't put it to damn near half the show about Chase him, but I like I've met him and I have heard him explain your guys' company and, and, and the growth of it and kind of like, you know, what your guys' core, you know, models are and your core, your core values are. And that, that, that is something that I think it resonates from you guys. It resonates out of your product lines, like the way, that, the way you designed it. Um, it looks like even on some of your marketing materials, like the zigzags and, and the boxes and stuff. I mean, all this stuff makes, here, let me see. Yeah. It, it's like this blue and gold, you know, that it, it it's dope like it, it's just clean you know and it, and it just it has everything that you need and and i and i know the product's good because you know our own right here pit was on the fourth of july picking it up and then when you open it when you're looking at this it's it's almost like a louis vuitton like or, or something or like a or a, what is it the, the the red bottoms you know what i mean it's like yeah. it's got that vibe dude it's that classy i mean with the gold, I mean, the, is that a rose gold? Yeah, yeah, the rose gold on it. I mean, this is classy, dude. And 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 I, I you know, look at that. I love it. It's beautiful, dude. This is this is really good quality stuff. And and uh, honestly, if you guys haven't out there and you're listening, go check out Plant Science. These guys are at Culture right now, right? Culture Cannabis. Yeah. Uh, and there should be a, more Culture Cannabis coming near you. And again, we do appreciate you guys being on the show with us today, man. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this, if no one else loves you, we do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. 
Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.